Hi, I'm Jago Wynn and welcome to the HDC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the daily Bible thought as we journey through the book of Acts and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's James Farley. Well, good morning. It's great to be here again uh, on HEC Daily, especially on this special 100th edition. Uh, very exciting and lovely day as well. Um, and I'm sure we can all testify to how great this has been to pray and to hear from God's word each day, which is what we're going to do again today. And before we actually read the passage, just going to give a bit of context. Just if you've been following along, you'll know we're in Acts. We're in chapter 15, Council of Jerusalem. And just to sort of remind us where we're up to in that council, the first couple of verses, we've seen the question the council is discussing is whether the Gentile converts, the people coming to know Jesus from who aren't Jewish people, they need, these people, some people would say they need to be circumcised. And in verse five, we see the key issue is not just circumcision, but whether Gentiles, anyone who's not a Jew, need to keep the whole law of Moses in order to be a Christian. And it touched on a key question, how are we saved? Is it by obeying the law of Moses or are we saved by faith? And then there's a bit of discussion about this. Peter has made clear in verse 11, as both Jews and Gentiles, it is through the grace of our Lord Jesus we are saved, just as we are. And then Paul and Barnabas have shared about what God has been doing among the Gentiles. And yesterday we heard um, from Roz about what uh, James, another leader in the church, had to say. And James said, as always, God's plan to include the Gentiles. And he said, we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles who are turning to God. And that was the kind of point Roz focused on. And um, asking the question, do we ever make it difficult for people to turn to God? Are we ever guilty of imposing our own cultural expectations onto people? And that's the kind of thing that sort of carries on into today's passage. So I'm going to read that now for us. So from verse 22. Then the apostles and elders with the whole church decided to choose some of their own men and send them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. They chose Judas, called Brasbus and Silas, men who were leaders among the believers. With them, they sent the following letter. The apostles and elders, your brothers, the Gentile believers in Antioch, Syria and Sicilia. Greetings. We have heard that some went out from us without our authorization and disturbed you, troubling your minds by what they said. So we all agreed to choose some men and send them to you with our dear friends, Barnabas and Paul, men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, we are sending Judas and Silas to confirm by word of mouth what we are writing. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us not to burden you with anything beyond the following requirements. You are to abstain from food, sacrifice to idols, from blood, from the meat of strangled animals and from sexual immorality. You will do well to avoid these things. Farewell. So the men were sent off and went down to Antioch, where they gathered the church together and delivered the letter. People read it and were glad for its encouraging message. Judas and Silas, who themselves are prophets, said much to encourage and strengthen the believers. And after spending some time there, they were sent off by the believers with the blessing of peace to return to those who had sent them. But Paul and Barnabas remained in Antioch, where they and many others taught and preached the word of the Lord. Okay, so what we see today in the Council of Jerusalem is they're choosing certain people to go down to Antioch, where this controversy is happening, to gather the church together, to be united on a clear message. This letter is sent out from the church in Jerusalem to the church in Antioch in response to what has these people who have gone out without their authorization. They've disturbed the believers, troubling their minds with this message that general converts have to be circumcised and obey the whole law of Moses in order to be saved. And so the letter is kind of sent to correct that teaching, to remind the believers of the core message of the gospel and also apply to the cultural issues of the day. And we might be asking, what, what is the relevance of that letter with these cultural issues for us today? Well, the first thing we can see is the council meeting in Jerusalem and they are discussing an issue in Antioch. And in fact, the letter is actually sent out also to Syria and Sicilia as well. 
So one thing to see first on is that it clearly mapped the early church as it should to us today. Wherever the church meets, whatever country, the gospel message needs to be the same, the same message wherever we are. Nothing should be added to that gospel message that we are saved by grace through faith alone. But there is one thing at the end of that letter where James lists, who kind of James, the leader of the church in Jerusalem, he lists these four things that Gentile believers have to do if we're like the four kind of requirements. And he's lists them in verse 20 before and again in verse 29. And they can seem slightly odd at first. Um, but the first thing to see, see is that we've already seen from Peter that it's through grace of our Lord Jesus who we are saved, just as we are. So it's not, not saying we have to do these things in order to be saved. Um, but it's more like establishing a foundation of Christian unity as to how we should, how the Christians should practically get on with each other. So you've got one thing is to abstain from sexual immorality. That's, that's something we see echoed throughout the Bible. Jesus himself speaks about this. That remains a mark of what it means to be a Christian. But there's other things like abstaining from food sacrificed to idols, from blood, from the meat of strangled animals. And those are focused more on the cultural issues of the day. And we haven't got time to go into why those things are listed. Um, but the key thing is, it's to basically encourage the Gentile believers to be sensitive to those coming from very different cultural backgrounds to ourselves. And the, the main point really is to see that the desire from the church in Jerusalem is we can see there is not to burden the believers beyond these four requirements. And the believers in Antioch, they were glad for its encouraging message. So we can see that James did not want to make it difficult for the Gentiles to turn to God. We saw yesterday. We see today he doesn't want to unnecessarily burden people come to know Jesus. And so let's remember that as we invite people to come to know the one who says, come to me, all you are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. And over now to Josh to pray from that. Let's respond in prayer. Let's be praying that as a church, we preach the gospel, and we preach it consistently. And let's pray for unity in our church and in our world. And as we look out, um, let's pray for Alpha, starting on the 22nd. Let's pray for all the stuff going on with Love Your Neighbour, serving our local community. And let's pray over our church and over ourselves that God will begin to stir a culture of invitation in us, that we will be quick to invite people who we know well, and even invite people that we meet and know less well, to join us uh, in what we have as the Church of Christ.